Welcome to the most overrated, underappreciated, most viewed, none of you podcast of all time. Welcome to the Prince of Fresh Air. This is your host, the most charismatic man in entertainment, aka Mr. Tall Glass of Water. What a special guest, a guy I went to college with, St. Bonaventure University, a fellow actor who, uh, you know, is doing tremendous success. I want to welcome Paul Maurizio. How you doing, man? Mercy. Great to be here, my man. Good seeing you again. I haven't seen you since graduation. Um, it's it's crazy, you know? It's crazy that we're having this conversation. Who would have thought in 2020 I'd be sitting across from you virtually right. doing this, you know? Right. Yo, it's, it's, it's been two years, 2018. And, you know, I know, you know, uh, from experience, I, there's a lot of people that you think you'd, um, you know, stay connected with. And then after you graduate, it kind of like, you know, everybody goes to separate path and stuff like that. And then I noticed that you started acting. I was like, man, now we got some, you know, we got some common ground there. So let's get right into it. Let's not bore the people, shall we? So, uh, you know, like I said before, we went to St. Bonaventure University. So, you know, originally you didn't study acting, right? Never, never, nothing. No school plays, nothing. So how did you, uh, so what did you study? Cause I know you said you quit your, 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 you know, you decided to quit your desk job and pursue acting a, a year ago. So, you know, what did you study and how did you come to that, that, that realization that acting uh, was your, your passion? Sure. Uh, well, believe it or not, I, I got a degree in accounting. I even got my, I stayed a semester after got my MBA, uh, basically went into the workforce uh, in, in the accounting industry. And it didn't take me more than a few months to realize like that, you know, just the, the sitting at a desk thing, looking at a computer screen for eight hours. Like it, it just, it, it wasn't worth it for me. It wasn't something I, I, I saw myself really, you know, continuing doing. So, um, you know, that was a point in my life where I was just like, you know, I feel like I have to do something I actually care about to want to get out of bed in the morning and, and go, you know, do it every day. And so I started thinking about things that I've always cared about. I've always been passionate about um, movies as far as I can remember had always, you know, interested me. I've always been like a movie guy. I've always been fascinated by movies. They've always really like certain movies really just hit home for me. And, right. and I'm sure you can relate to that feeling, you know, it's just certain, certain movies kind of changed your perspective or moved you in a certain way. And that always like held weight for me. So, um, you know, when I thought about it, like secretly in college, I kind of thought like kicked around the idea of becoming an actor. But in my own head, you know, of course, you've got the the negative part that's saying, you know, how are you ever going to do that? How, do, how does one even become an actor? You know, right. I should have sat down and talked to you, if anything. But uh, I, to be honest with you, I was just too afraid to uh, step out of my comfort zone, especially with with something as extreme as, as acting is, you know, so. Uh, and I was just pretty shy to begin with, but, um, yeah, no. So when I was working that desk job, I basically, uh, started taking acting classes at night once a week. And it was very, very scary, very intimidating as I'm sure when, you know, you right, probably right. started doing that stuff, but, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I loved it. 
I loved it. I loved the, you know, I, I left class buzzing with like a huge adrenaline rush and I, I was all in. I was all in after that. And yeah, that's basically kind of what got the ball rolling. So I want to unpack a lot of stuff because I, you know, for me, you know, the I started this podcast, you know, to talk about controversial issues and, and stuff like that. But on the baseline of everything, without this podcast, I'm still an actor and it's still something I do to this day. And I'm going to pack that because there's a lot of things I want to address. But one of the things we was talking about off camera, and I mentioned this, was, you know, for me, I, you know, on campus, St. Bonaventure, everybody knew I was an actor because, you know, I did all the school plays. I was studying theater. And even before then, you know, I was doing I, I've been doing acting for almost 10 years now. And it's, it's weird because, you know, a lot of people that study acting that I went to school with really aren't doing it anymore. Besides like one or two people. And. You know, then you see someone like you who who's doing a, a complete different major, something that's very lucrative in terms of financial security, job security. And then you switched over to acting. So, uh, you know, for a lot of people who want to do acting, who, um, you know, who had that desk job, what is some advice you would give them? Um, I would just say, I mean, going off my experience, like, dude, I couldn't do it. I just physically could not do it. So for me, it was like, that was the only other option that I, I just, I couldn't stand going to work every day. I'll, right. I'll be honest with you. And uh, so it really pushed me to the edge where it's like, I need to figure something out. Um, but yeah, I would just say, don't, if you've got something that you want to try, don't be afraid to try it. You know, life is short. You might as well, you know, right that you really love it like I did and you know you can continue in some capacity with it whether you want to go all in or whether you want to just do it as a hobby but yeah that's what I would say if you want to try something do it what's what's the use in uh and not you know right and I, I want to say because I know it's different for everybody but you know as you know young guys it's easy for us to kind of you know pick up and leave you know for me you know I moved to California because I got so comfortable in New York City that I said, you know, for me, uh, if I stay here, I'm going to get a little complacent. I'm not going to push myself because I'm always going to be home. And like you said, it's, it's leaving that comfort zone. It's so easy to get wrapped up in the comfort. And one of the things I want to talk to you about was, you know, you moved to New York City because you didn't live in New York City before. You lived in New York State, uh, right? If I'm not mistaken. Right. Yep. Yep. Um so how was that transition uh, from, you know, leaving your hometown to New York City? Because I can tell you, and I'm sure you know this already, New York City is a complete different beast uh, sure. and it's home to theater and stuff. But how was that transition for you? Uh, so, I mean, even even before I knew I wanted to be an actor, I knew I always kind of wanted to live in New York City for uh, however long. Um, so it's been great, man. I'm, I'm really enjoying getting to you know, just, just getting to know the city, basically, um, you know, with quarantine and with COVID, I've had a little more time to get to warm up to it than uh, I normally would. So that's been cool. Like I've, I'm kind of appreciative of, of, of that. Um, but so yeah, the, the transition for me hasn't been too bad because I've, I've, I've even before I, I moved here, I've been here a number of times. And I kind of knew what to expect going in. 
but you know, there's still been, you know, there's always surprises. There's always stuff that changes up on you. I mean, it's the city, you know how it is. So. Right. But you know, I can't, I can't lie. It's been, it's been pretty smooth sailing, but I, I gotta say, I kind of knew what I was getting myself into, um, you know, before. Right. Um, yeah. And, and that's important. Cause I, one of the things I, I, I've talked about, um, in my early episodes, cause I really haven't done a lot of acting stuff on this podcast specifically, but one thing I talked about is, um, you know, if you want to be an actor, you have to do classes, you have to get experience because the, the difference is, you know, there's a lot of actors you know, everybody's an actor, but a lot of people don't get the education. They don't study. They don't go out and get, and do the work, get their hands dirty, which is very important. Um, and so, you know, for you, cause I know you took in classes and you have an agent now, um, how was that process for you, you know, being in the classroom and, and learning? Because from experience, you know, especially at the level I am now, uh, you know, I've been through it all. You, you get into class, you're very nervous. Um, you know, when it's time, your time to get on camera, you, you shake up, you freeze up. It's very intimidating. But, you know, how did you learn to cope with that and, and to translate that into, you know, becoming the actor you are now? Yeah, man, I'm still, I mean, to be honest with you, I'm still coping with it. You know, anytime I do anything acti acting related, I can't help but get nervous, you know. But uh, I found that the more I do it, the more I throw myself into the fire, you know. Uh -huh. The easier it gets, just like with anything else. You got to face your fears. That's the biggest thing. I'm glad you brought up stepping out of your comfort zone. It's a similar thing. The more you step out of your comfort zone, the more you face your fears, you know, the better equipped you are uh to handle those in in the future so i've just found like the more i throw myself out there the more as uncomfortable as it is and as much as i don't want to do some of the crazy shit they make you do like <laughs> yeah yeah oh sometimes you, you just got to do it though when you've got a job you know it's your job when you've got a job to do you do it but yeah it's it can be tough it can be a tough pill to swallow sometimes but you know i've i've found that the more you do it the better off you are, the easier it gets, but it takes time for sure. Yo, so let me, let me ask you something because I, I got in a, a conversation with someone at Bonaventure when we was there about this, there's a misconception about acting that is the easiest job in the world that anybody can pick up and do it. And as someone, uh, because I had this conversation with someone who was in the business, um, you know, realm of, of, you know, life, Sure. Do you think it's as easy as people make it seem like? Do you find it very challenging? And, you know, because memorizing lines is one thing, but to memorize lines, study the script, understanding character and the relationships and and then, you know, doing the scene and knowing these terms, you're like, you know, make sure you hit your mark uh, with a stage left, stage right. Mm. Um, do you find it hard? Yeah, dude. Yeah, bro. Uh, for sure. For sure. There's no doubt if it was if it was easy everyone would be doing it. You know what I mean? Like, there's no doubt it's hard work. You have to really understand people and be able to analyze people. I mean, you could, I mean, once you get your character, you know, there's so many questions to be asked. There's so much, you know, soul searching and deep diving into what you think that a character's about. And you have to think about what they want, uh, you know, what they want from the other person uh, what they're hiding, maybe, you know, I just like, um, what's crazy to me is like playing a role where, you know, you want 
you kind of want to mask your intentions, but you're, you want to mask your character's intentions, but um, yeah, no, you mask their intentions. A hundred percent. Yeah. You're thinking about what they're thinking on the inside, but you're still not showing it. Like that shit is hard, man. That's, that's hard work. Like you really got to take your time and really analyze the character and, you know, analyze, basically connect with that character in a, in a way that, you know, is believable. So yeah, no, I, I think it's very hard work, man. It's very hard work. I mean, I, you could still call me a beginner, uh, but I mean, I've been working really hard to just try and get caught up to speed. You know what I mean? It's, it's hard work for sure. A hundred percent. And you know, even someone like me, you know, I've been doing it for, for years and there's always something to learn. And I was, I was, I was watching a video uh, with uh, Leonardo DiCaprio and he was talking about that. Like it's, it's always a, a journey that you have to constantly learn because people think, you know, from, you know, Chris Hemsworth to, to Denzel Washington, that it just comes easy. And it's not, it's a lot of hard work preparation uh, that comes with it. And like you said, believable. You know, some people think that playing a homeless man is easy, but when you make it believable for the camera, when people go to the movie theaters and watch it, they want to see you be that person. They don't want to see you acting homeless because sure. it takes away from the the realization of, yeah, it's a movie, but I want to see a real character. You know what I'm saying? I want to see some guy pretending to shiver. I want to see him actually cold. Um, sure. uh, so one thing I want to ask you, what is one misconception about acting that you, you know, you thought of before that now you realize is very true, you know? Yeah, I know what you mean. That's a good question because I feel like I've had about a million of them, uh, but probably forgot about a lot of them just because I'm deeper into it now, you know? But uh, let me think. Um, I mean, like the very base. So, uh, you know, just acting as a concept, like you're – you kind of, uh, I don't know. I, I, I wasn't totally sure how one goes about acting, you know, did they, did they base it off of past experiences and connect that way? Or did they just, are they just really good at pretending, you know what I mean? Or like right. for, if, so, I mean, for instance, in real life, I'm not a very emotional person. I don't, you know, I'm pretty even keel, pretty, you know, stay at one, one level, you know? So I always thought about what if I had to cry on, on set on camera? What, how would I go about doing that? You know, is there like some magical magic trick that the director uses? Does he give you like fake tears or something? I mean, I'm, that could be the case too, but like, I just learned that you have to take yourself to, you know, probably a very dark place or whatever the hell it makes you cry, you know, but you have to take yourself there. And I, I didn't know that about acting before I got into it. You really have to uh, find yourself in your character, you know, or in certain scenarios that the character plays. You have to find, be able to find yourself, which I think is awesome. Oh man, you, you hit a, you hit it right on the head because you know, that was something I struggled with because I'm not an emotional person. Uh, yeah, I make jokes and I get sad, but I'm not a, a crier. Um, sure. and that's something that goes into knowing your type. Um, uh, because you know, there's some people who could cry on cue. That's 
some roles, you know, require you to, you know, cry on command. Others can't. Some people learn how to do it. Some people just stay away from those roles. So it's very important to understand how to connect on a personal level and a deeper meaning than just, oh, I'm homeless. Okay. Uh, I see homeless on the street all the time. So let me let me just act like I, I, I'm making a sign and begging for money. And it's much deeper than that because, you know, for a lot of actors, you know, when they play Marines, they play cops, they play drug addicts. What they do is they go to these circumstances. They go to police academies. They they talk to people who, who've been homeless and they get an understanding of what it was like from the mental aspect to the physical aspect. Um, right. And that's important. I'm not saying everybody got to go out and start dropping hundred, a uh, hundred pounds to, to play a homeless person, but just to understand what their mm-hmm. life was like is very hard. And, you know, for me, it's been something I have to talk to people about because people think acting is just this glory. You know, you make a tons of money, and you know you just live a life of of, of doing free you know non hard work and that's yeah. far from the case um so for you you know as you transition into you know doing this full time and stuff like that mm-hmm. um how has that journey been for you cuz one of the biggest issues that a lot of actors face is you know finding the balance of being able to you know pay the bills and you know, do your craft. It's it's a a hard thing to do. Uh, so for you, how has that been? How that journey been for you? It's been it's been it's been pretty. It's been fairly smooth. You know, fairly smooth sailing. There's been a few bumps in the road, but it's it's definitely. Uh, so I mean, right now, um, right now since I moved to New York, uh, I, I haven't been working. So, you know, it's been nice to collect the unemployment and all that. Uh, Hell yeah. <laughs> I the unemployment express. Um, but it's been a godsend, man. Like I wouldn't be here without it. So, I, I mean, that's been good. And it's allowed me plenty of time to work on my craft and get better. And, you know, I'm doing some sort of acting thing for a few hours a day, five days a week. So, you know, it's, it's allowing me the time to get stuff done. So thankfully, you know, they're obviously not an ideal scenario, especially, you know, for someone like me, who's kind of just starting out. Um, but, you know, it could be worse. So I'm thankful for that. And, uh, but yeah, no, there will be, there will come a time where um, I'll have to put my, uh, my waiting skills to the test and, and probably do something, uh, something like that, you know, just jobs, whatever I can find to, to pay the bills. But the main goal is, is that I have something that's flexible enough to allow me the time to, to focus on acting. Right. And I want to touch on that because it's something that is very important. It's something that a lot of people struggle with, you know, especially when you first start out, you know, because, and I'm going to touch on the agent thing. Cause I know you have one too. Um, you know, when I moved to California, one of the biggest issues I was facing was how can I find a job that's flexible and allow me to continue? Because, you know, if your audition, if your agent sends you an audition for Netflix, you're going to go. I mean, for some people, uh, for some people, it's a matter of how I'm going to pay bills next uh, in a couple of weeks. But when your agent sends you an audition, you, you have to make it. Um, and if you don't, then you risk getting dropped and, you know, one of the things I want to tell you or people who are listening 
and want that advice, it would be put your career first. You know, I know acting is hard and it's a struggle. Rejection is part of life. Um, but you have to make your career first because I've I found that a lot of actors from California to New York, the biggest issue they face is um, putting their career first. They'd rather go to work than, you know, than go to the audition because they're in fear of, you know, not having enough money to pay their rent or pay, you know, the credit card bills. And that's, and that's is what's most important. You know, when I moved here right now, even before the pandemic, for me, my job was secondary. If I have an audition, I'm going because I didn't move here to work. And I, I put that first, you know, tomorrow, I, you know, let's say I pick up a job and my, my agent says, hey, you have an audition at, you know, two o'clock. Well, I guess I'm going to work late because, you know, it's a mental challenge to do that. And I understand bills mm-hmm. need to be paid, but save. I want to tell you right now, save yeah. your money because a lot of people, you know, spending money on clothes and cars, which is fine. I get that. But if you don't have that safety net where you can, you know, not go to work and still be fine, that's a big difference. And for mm-hmm. a lot of people, they don't have that safety net. Uh, so that's just one advice I give you is just find something, uh, find a job that understands your, you know, yeah. your situation. Because in California, a lot of jobs know people move here or live here and they are actors, they're musicians or, you yeah. know, they do some type of artistic uh, career. So they understand that situation. So it's not really that hard to find a job that understands that you got auditions that come up at a drop of a dime. Um, so actually, before I even talk about the agent thing, how has that impacted your life from personal relationships and stuff? Because one of the issues with actors um, that they come across is the fact that because auditions aren't, you don't find out a week in advance, it's a drop of a dime. Um, mm-hmm. Has that played a part in your life socially, uh, you know, with friends um, and having that, that balance in life? Well, not so much yet, just by uh, virtue of it being, you know, the industry kind of being slow with with uh, COVID and everything. So I haven't really, I honestly, I was, it's funny you asked that because I've definitely thought of that, like how it's going to impact my social life. But so far, not really though, because I, you know, I have nowhere to go quite yet. I mean, I know things are slowly getting back to normal. Um, but to be honest with you, I haven't faced that now uh you know with um with the agent um i would anticipate that things are going to start picking up a little bit which is exciting but um yeah man i i mean uh i think i've gotten a lot of good support from from the people in my life so i think uh you know i think it'll be an all right transition when when the time comes how did your parents react when you decided to pursue acting? Because I know that's a that's a oh, big one. Yeah, man. Um, to be honest with you, they are fairly cool about it. I got to give them a lot of credit. Before we get right back into the action, thank you for tuning in to another charismatic episode. Um, if you are interested on in being on the Prince of Fresh Air podcast, you can hit me up on Instagram at Mr. Dot No Days Off Percy. Again, that's Mr. Dot No Days Off Percy. You can also go to anchor.fm slash the Prince of Fresh Air, the homepage. You can also find my social media links there. And if you're also interested in sending in voice messages or donating, 
you can also do that as well. I would love to use the proceeds to go to a local food bank or a warmer house. And, um, you know, I can take up to, you know, $10,000, you know, I'm not going to complain, but yeah, thank you for tuning into another episode. Let me know your thoughts and opinions, what I can improve or something that you enjoy. And let's get right back to the action. Shall we? That I was in the accounting industry. I dropped the, you know, I, I love that. And, you know, I was getting paid pretty comfortably for a first job, job out of college, you know, so. But they're surprisingly not not they're pretty cool about it. I give them a lot of credit. I, I definitely appreciate it. Um, especially like when I told them the news about the agent, you know, my dad's like, go get him, man. Like, uh, just keep keep working hard and keep doing your thing. You know, I'm I'm proud of you. So it's it's cool. I, I'm I, I'm lucky. That's good, man. I I can tell you right now, my my mom is like. She, even to this day, I've been doing it for a while, but even she'd be like, yeah, you know, maybe you should be a lawyer. It's it's one of those uh, things. It's hard because acting is one of those professions where there's not a lot of job security until you make it. And there's a lot of sacrifices. Sure. I'll tell you right now, moving to California has been it's been tough. I mean, I can deal with it because this is my passion. But for a lot of people, it's hard and they end up moving back because you end up in a spot where. Uh, you can't afford to be, you know, partying at, you know, at fr- right. on Friday nights because, you know, for me, if I if I get an audition for HBO Saturday at 10 a.m., I'm gonna be too hungover to memorize those lines, and it becomes a, right. uh, it's hard, and you'll you'll you experience this as you start moving up that it becomes a very, you know, I have to start spending more time uh, by myself because you never know what's gonna come from it. But on that note, let's talk about agent because getting an agent can be very tricky and mm-hmm. it's hard to attain. So just having an agent alone, I mean, it's a, it's a hats off to you because there's a lot of people who want that position. Uh, how has having an agent helped you and how is that process of getting one for you? Yeah, man, I feel really lucky because I, I still, I think, you know, I'm pretty early in the game and, you know, to land representation that you know i feel pretty fortunate about that so you know um as you should as you should yeah yeah i'm i definitely am not taking that for granted um but yeah uh so the process really it wasn't as bad as it could have been it wasn't too too bad you know um so my i Back in March, I began working with this woman by the name of Joanne Moscone, and she took me from like, you know, enough like someone who had no acting skills whatsoever and, you know, molded me into a guy who now has an agent. So I give all the credit to her. You know, she's she's been great with me and, uh, you know, I really appreciate what she's done. But basically, she uh, she put in a good word for me. She kind of stuck her neck out for me and told her friend, who's an agent, and said, "Listen, you know this kid's working hard. He does everything I tell him. He's he's getting he's getting good. You know why don't you uh, you know take a look and and give him a call?" So I over the summer I talked to Sylvia. Sylvia's my agent, um, and you know she kind of felt me you know it was kind of more of a feeler meeting than anything just kind of asking me you know what I've done up to this point and where I'm at where I'm trying to go 
And, uh, and then um, Sylvia recently got promoted within her firm. She was just uh, a youth talent agent. And then the promotion allowed her to go after, you know, non-youth actors. So once that happened, she called me again and told me that and told me that she was uh, very interested in signing me. And then um, I had a Zoom performance hosted by my acting coach, Joanne. Um, and she came, we invited her, we invited Sylvia to it. This was last week. Um, and then after the performance, Sylvia's like, let's go, let's, uh, let's do this. So that was that. So luckily I had the connection, you know, to kind of make that, I kind of had an, an introduction to the agent. Um, which again, thanks to Joanne, that was awesome. Um, so it was, it could, you know, it wasn't like I was out there just like fishing basically and trying to figure out what I could, you know, catch. Right. In terms of finding an agent. But See, yeah. That, that, that's, that's, that's nice that you said, because we have a completely two different uh, ways how we got it. You know, for you, it was through connections and, I have yeah. some, you know, some good connections in the business. And, you know, I reached out to people like that. But when I first moved here, I said, I'm going to put this as a priority. So for me, uh, you know, I was actually reaching out to a few people because, you know, I have a buddy who who's pretty high up in, in, in the business and he was able to, you know, help me out in that aspect. But for me, when I went to meet with my agent, uh, we actually bonded over our love for MMA. He's my my main agent chris uh chris rob i have to give him a shot because he's an amazing dude uh you know he does like judo on during the week and you know oh. i i love kickboxing so we we bonded over that and we came to understanding and one of the things i wanted to ask you was there's an idea in acting that you just have to be an actor so one of the conversations that i had with my agent was okay if we're gonna do this you can't just be an actor you're going to audition for commercials. You're going to audition for voiceovers. You're going to do anything and everything we can get you. And mm. a lot of actors find that to be tough. And I'm not sure if you ever uh, done it yet, but is that something that you would be into? Cause a lot of actors don't, they just want to be actors, but in this business, you kind of have to do a charade of a whole sure. different things to kind of get that, that break that you want. Sure. Yeah. No, I'm opening to do what I, I think uh, at the end of the day, it's all good exposure, right? You know, you can meet people, but to be honest with you, like, yeah, no, I mean, commercial acting to me isn't, isn't why I love acting. You know, it's, it doesn't have the part of act, the aspect of acting that I, you know, fell in love with. Right. So if I have to do a commercial or, you know, if I get, if I'm lucky enough to get the opportunity to do a commercial, sure. But uh, it's not my it's not my uh, preferred thing to do. Um, I feel like voiceovers will be cool. I never tried that, but I feel like that could be cool. Um, but yeah, no, if it if it if it uh, pays the bills and keeps me busy and it's a great way to network with people, sure, I'm I'm open to it. Um, but my primary uh, interest is is like you said, I I want to be an actor first. You know, if I right. I have a choice between acting in a in a film or a series versus you know going to a commercial shoot i'm gonna take the film or series that <laughs> i'm out of a thousand you know so yeah I, i'll tell you so you know i used to be in the same position you were not that even long ago um 
And it was something I never even thought of. Vo voice acting commercials, like, I knew about it, uh, but I was like, I never really thought I'd do it. And then, you know, over the course of the year and, you know, the pandemic, shout out to pandemic for ruining people's plans. But nonetheless, hmm. it's, it's one of those things where it's all connected in a sense because voiceovers teach you how to use your voice. Commercials teach you how to be more centered and grounded. So it's something I'm still learning. You know, it was not something I always learned to how to do commercials. I come from a theater background. So sure. theater and TV and commercials and voices are all different things. And I think it's very important for actors to get that experience because you're going to get to a place where, you know, where I am now, where you, it's just part of the job. You know what I'm saying? Sure. Whether it's for, you know, a small company, which rarely happens uh, for Netflix, for C CBS, for Fox, all of this stuff. If you say no to it, not only your agent going to drop you, but you lose that on the opportunity, not only to make some money, but just the experience of it. Even if you never book anything, just to have that experience of it is very important. Um, and yeah, no, man, I would, I, I agree with you there. I, I definitely, I, I don't want to make it seem like I would turn like a, a commercial role down. I, I for sure wouldn't, I would not, but um, yeah, no, I, I guess I was trying to say I, I'm more geared to like, I, I, I want to, I would look for more of the actor roles than the commercial voice. Yeah. Oh, no, and I wasn't trying to say that, you know, you're not trying to take those roles. Oh, I'm yeah, just saying, yeah, yeah. you know, in general, a lot of actors don't think about that. I never thought right. about it until right. I started doing it. I'm like, you know what? I actually enjoy it. You know, I yeah. actually enjoy doing this stuff. Um, I never thought about it that way either, how you could kind of use your – they all develop different skill sets that are useful as, as an actor. So that's cool. I never thought about it that way. It's a lot of levels to this. Um, sure. Um, do you have any questions for me, especially in your journey? Any any advice that you you want, or any questions about the business that you have? Man, feel free. I'm an open book. Put me on the spot, uh, Percy. I know I have questions. I know I do. Whether I can think of them right now in my my tiny brain is uh, is another thing. But I I I I've got your uh, I think i have your number yeah i did get your number a while ago so i'm definitely gonna hit you up whenever like i have questions i feel like i haven't actually gotten myself like deep enough into acting in new york yet to to quite have the questions you know because i know you have that experience um and that's more the stuff i would have questions about too it's just like when you're physically they're on set you know what i mean but right now man i can't think of anything shit so you know since you said set, i, I want to say something real quick about that because that that's something um that i talk about especially on on the youtube side yeah. uh when it comes to being on set one of the biggest things is preparation and i say that because um you know i used to do background um i never knew what it was like to be on a big movie set with all the cameras, all the crew. And it's yeah. hard, you know, theater is different in a sense that you get to practice, you get to rehearse. And then, you know, I've had moments, not me, but I've seen people mess up on stage on a live performance and this terror it is the worst thing I, sure. I've ever seen. Uh, but when it okay. comes to like TV and film it's very different. It's, it's hard for people to act when you have so many different eyes on you. 
and you don't have that 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 six weeks of preparation to do. Obviously, you'll prepare, you know, a couple of weeks before your your gig, but to to film in front of you know fifteen to twenty people. Um, one of the things I was going to talk about was the difference between like student films and and big films. So, as someone who's done a plethora of student films uh, mm-hmm. when I first started. It's a little easier, and I would I would recommend you. I know you have an agent and stuff, but I would recommend you. You have the opportunity to do student films because not only is it a teachable sure. moment, it's more footage for your reel, and you get to understand how to you know take direction from directors, get that that sense of community where you know while you're trying to get ready for the scene, you have people running around touching your makeup, making sure your 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 equipment is all fixed, and people fixing the environment around you. Um, and then I will also say do background because that's a big thing. Even though you may not have lines most of the time, um, it's definitely important to see how everything moves. I think uh, for a lot of people, uh, don't get stuck into it. Background, it, it's fun after like two, three, four th- times, yeah. but don't make it a habit. Just to, just to do it. Just do it just to understand the process of making a movie because people think it's all glamorous. And I can tell you right now, being on set for 15 hours, for a lot of people, it's a doom breaker for them. Like they love acting, but they couldn't imagine being on set for 15 hours. It's very, it's a tough thing. And then as someone who's also done feature films, it's very different. Student films are more relaxed, more lenient. And then yeah. when you when you start introducing budgets. Uh, introducing you know more cast members more crew it, it's tough especially when you have to get to location and you have to really bring your a game you know student films they can work with you on the spot feature films they'll work with you but when you have a budget and you have a certain amount of time you could be at a, a spot they expect a different level of professionalism um not to spook you but i just want you uh, to know that as you start climbing the ranks it becomes more competitive in terms of professionalism. So um, definitely do more student films because it teach you that foundation. And then as you start climbing, uh, obviously, you know, once you have an agent, you start getting more high paid, you know, more secured work. Um, But yeah, definitely uh, take the time, especially for you. You know, for me, I'm not really going to do student films anymore because I'm at a spot where I don't really need to anymore. Um, but that, like, just get your feet wet. Uh, a lot of yeah. actors, they get in the sense of when they have an agent, the work stops, um, and they just wait for the agent to get you, right. get you work. Don't fall into that trap. I'm not saying don't do everything agent tells you, but don't be afraid to be like, you know what? You know, it's a little slow. Maybe I want to go find something for me to do. Take the opportunity to do it yourself because a lot of people lose that, that self uh, promotion and that self worth of you going from doing everything on your own to having someone do the work for you. Uh, so that that that's very key. Uh, I w- I would say uh, for you. Um, Appreciate that, man. No, that makes a lot of sense too. Yeah, I, I have thought like I feel like like you were saying with the extras. Like I feel like it's. You know, it's not something I necessarily would have to do, but like you said, it's good to see the rhythm of, of how everything happens, how a movie is made, you know? Yeah, it's extra work. It has a negative connotation to it, not because yeah. 
of the work. But if you're trying to be an actor, there's a lot of actors I know who join a union and say they're actors, but they only do background work. And it's like, right. I understand it. But when you go to an agent, they don't want to hear that you was background number 550. Sure. Uh, sure. But it's just important to understand it uh, because I, I've said this in a, one of my early episodes when I started this podcast. When it comes to acting, um, experience is very important. And a lot of people say they're actors. And this goes beyond extra work. Don't think there's a lot more actors than you think. A lot of people think acting is, is millions of people. There are a lot of people in it, but it's not nearly as much as you think. Because yeah. for one of you, there's about 30 others that are just sitting on the couch eating Doritos, waiting for the next opportunity to get to them. So while you're progressing, you know, getting an agent in a short amount of time, there's people who's been doing this five years, haven't done anything. Maybe one student yeah. film. So, you know... Um, uh, another thing I would say, rejection. I'm going to tell you right now, um, it might be easier now, you know, as you start out, you'll get a little more work. But when you get to, you know, when you start preaching the level where I am, when you audition for, you know, big companies, there's a lot of rejection. Uh, you're going to be finding yourself doing amazing uh, audition tapes and doing uh, some some good work, and then you'll get casted. Uh, so be prepared for that. It's, it's something that a lot of people don't really understand until they get to that point sure. but expect a lot of rejection um and don't take it personal because a lot of times it's just when you're you know for instance uh when you're casting a family for a show you know they might like you but if they say you know i like this black actor a little more for the dad it's going to be hard to cast you as a son you know what i'm saying so it's very multifaceted especially when you start getting higher up in the rankings um so that's one piece of advice I give you is don't take rejection personally, but take it as experience. Every audition that you do, every failed audition that you do, is all a learning experience. It gets you more comfortable and it gets you to a place of uh, being more professional, more mature. Um, so, you know, I'm, I'm still in my 20s, but a lot of people think I'm older because I have that experience of doing this for over 10 years. Sure. Um, so, you know, definitely uh, that's some advice I give you too. Um, that's dope, man. I appreciate that for sure, for sure. And one, one more thing. I, I, I'm going on a rant here. One more thing. Um, you talked about having a type, um, and getting comfortable with certain roles. Um, what are some some things that you you're not willing to to do, or um, you have trouble working with? You know what I'm saying in terms of like characters yeah. and. Yeah, definitely. Um, so I, I guess, I mean, people who are like, I guess like emotional people, you know, like, like I said before, like, it, it's tough. I'm still, I'm not a very open person. So it's gonna take a little bit of work for me when I have to do some someone that's a little more open with their feelings and their emotions. It's definitely gonna take a little work for me because that's how you know, I'm like a, I'm like a closed book pretty much. So that's like definitely something that I'm like, I know it's going to make me better if I, if I, you know, deep dive into a character like that, but it's going to take some work for sure. Mm -hmm. Like that's see, like that's something that people don't even realize. Like that's hard work, you know, like manipulate, manipulating yourself to kind of, um, 
open up to your character more like stuff like that it's not easy man and like just making yourself vulnerable in front of people is tough it's tough but you know like i said the more you do it the the easier it gets the, it, definitely and i'm still at a place where there's certain roles that sure. for me because i'm not an emotional guy i'm not going to yeah. be able to cry on camera uh on cue um i'm just that guy and i think um it comes important. I had this conversation with my agent and I share this with you because I think it's important. Mm. Audition for everything that you get. And no matter if you think it's stupid, you think it's silly, whether it's a, a clown in the costume or, you know, it's something that you never thought you'd do. Audition for it because even if you don't get that role, it's all a connection because, you know, for me, I, I go to a lot of the same casting offices. So a lot of them know me by now. And yeah, so yeah. It, it becomes a, a process of, Oh, I know this dude. He may not be good for this role, but I know this is a project that he would be good for. So it's a connection to that. And then also on top of that, when it comes to that kind of stuff, you have to be real with yourself. You know, for me, it came to realization that I know I won't be able to cry on cue, no matter how much training or experience I, I get. I mean, assuming when I'm 45, it'll probably be a little easier. But for now, I know there's certain roles I won't take or I, I'm not suitable for it. So I'll audition for it, but I won't take it because I know I can't bring my full self to that role or fully commit to it. Um, so definitely know your type because, um, or be open to experiencing because, you know, as someone who's only 25, there might be times where I, I'll get auditions for 37 year old dad. And I'm like, what? Never. But <laughs> it, it's, Honestly, a lot of times, especially with acting, it's just because they see you as a certain role. So some people might see you as like a uh, a surfer dude. And then some people might be like, you know, he looks like that that, that guy next door. You know what I'm saying? So be yeah, open yeah. and willing to do that. Absolutely. And just because you're young don't mean you can't play early 30s or, you know, there's countless times you'll see a bunch of 35 year olds playing you know, high school, college students is weird, but it's just weird like that. Yeah. Yeah. So just be open because that's a that's one of the things that a lot of actors fail is that uh, they don't allow themselves to diverse in that aspect. You know, yeah. do I want to play a 40 year old dad? Absolutely not. I mean, I, I don't feel like a 40 year old. I don't look like a 40 year old, but, you know, who's going to turn down a nice forty thousand dollar check? You know, so sure. and that's that's another thing I like about it is you could be anything you want. You could, you know, you could be something that you never thought you would ever be and do stuff you never thought you'd ever do. So, yeah, no, I I, I agree. That's like that's actually one of the reasons why I like the, you know, the job. Right now, let me ask you to to cap this all off. What do you see yourself? Uh, you know, Paul, where you see yourself in five, 10 years, like, what is your, uh, what is your goal? Uh, you know, what is your, what do you see yourself in like five years? Oh, uh, man. I don't know. Tough question. And I, I ask that because, you know, as you start getting upper and like, you might leave your agents to get a bigger one. That's a question. A lot of them ask is what do you see yourself, where do you see yourself in five years? And they want you to answer that on the drop of a dime. So I'm just kind of preparing you for that question. All right. All right. All right Percy. Uh, I would, you know, just as a working actor, man, just as a guy who does his job, wakes up every morning and, and hopefully has, you know, work to do. 
but I plan on it. I certainly plan on being busy. So I, you know, I mean, however far it takes me, it takes me, but I just want to, you know, wake up, love what I do, do something different every day, do something that keeps me on my toes and just, you know, get the most out of it that I possibly can. Right. Now I'm a, two things. You saw where I work in active. That's great. A lot of people, when they get asked this question, the first thing they say is fame. And mm. the reality of it is that everybody can't be Johnny Depp. Everybody can't be Robert Downey Jr. Um, and there's plenty of actors who they might have a little bit of fame, but they're working actors. And that's very important. Um, um, because being a working actor don't mean you have to be in a limelight. You know, um, yeah. there's people who work every day and nobody knows them, but yeah. they make 500 a, a million dollars a year just yeah. from acting. So that's very important. And then second, I would say I like your answer, but I think you should redefine it for, for yourself. Because, you know, for me, when people ask me, what is my goal in five years? You know, for me, I say I want to have at least two co-star leads. I want to have one uh, one national commercial down my belt. Now, that's just a vague uh, generalization. Yeah. But I think it's just important for you to find what you want. Because being a working actor is different for some people. Working acting could be booking one job a, a year or, you know, just still being in the business. You know what I'm saying? And that's not yeah. a knock on your answer. It's just for your own self. Have that um, concrete. Because every day I wake up, my goal is to, okay, book a national commercial. That's the first step. And then book, uh, you know, book a, a guest star or a cold star role on a TV show. It's, it's just a very concrete way of thinking. And I'm only telling you that because I know you're still early in your journey. But as you start getting a little older and you start getting more experience in the business, it becomes easier to hit, you know, have a goal in mind and hit it than, you know, be wide range. Because, you know, in this business, it's good to be wide range, but set those marks for yourself. No, you know what I, I'm saying? I, I you agree. Know? I agree with you. I think uh, I think as I go, I'll figure that out more and I'll be able to, you know, narrow down my answer. Right, you. right, right. Yeah. yeah. And. And and I'm just telling you that because I used to be in that same place where it was like, I just want to work. But sure, yeah. as you start progressing in career, you kind of have to start mapping out how you want to oh, get things done, that. you know, because yeah, we all want to join SAG. We all want to be, you know, on top of the bill. Uh, but the a lot of people don't have an idea how to get there. It's like a roadmap in, in a sense. Um, so as you get further... Yeah. And like I said, I'm always willing to help other people because, you know, I've had people help me along the way. Uh, but definitely just define what that is for you, whether that's booking a feature film or, you know, having a solid reel or, you know, getting a better agent or, you know, booking a TV show. Um, just clearly define that as you start getting along, you know, right. what is precisely what your journey is going to be like, because, you know. I already know where I want to be. Whether I achieve it or not is one thing, but I already know in five years, I have a, a list of things I want to accomplish in my journey. So, you know, during the pandemic, you know, a lot of people are struggling, you know, to sure. find out, you know, what they want to do uh, in life and they're having like an epiphany. Um, so for you as an actor and as a person, um, how has that changed for you? Have you changed the way how you approach acting? Is there certain things that you... Uh, never thought you'd do that you decided to do or yeah, have you yeah. started like a your own personal 
uh like venture like a like a podcast or youtube channel something like that no yeah so um i mean i would say creatively i'm at like an all-time high man i'm like i've been you know dabbling with writing a a screenplay and like um nice nice yeah actually drew ward and and jason jason cliver we've uh the three of us have like talked about doing something we kind of put it on the back burner but we're gonna revisit it and uh yeah uh just been doing some pre-writing writing a little poetry here and there i picked up a harmonica uh sean hillary actually got put me on the playing a harmonica uh, sean hillary <laughs> guy, right yeah you know? uh yeah he's that kid's something else but yeah no he's <laughs> a good dude uh he showed me um how entertaining just like a little piece of metal could be, you know, Harma. I, I, I haven't, since I've lived in the city, I haven't played it as much, but, uh, or at all really, because close quarters, you know, I got the right. other mates, gotta, gotta, uh, not make them want to, uh, blow out their ears, but yeah, uh, just little things like that, you know, trying different things, but really acting has been like my, my main thing, you know, that's kind of my new hobby, if you will. <sighs> Right, you know, right. It's more than a hobby, but yeah, no, I mean, I'm just thankful that it's allowed me more time to, to work at getting better at acting and study it more, you know, so I'm thankful for that. that that's that's amazing yeah. right there. Yeah, that's great. It. I think um, uh, I've talked to a few actors, a lot of them uh, are struggling with that. A lot of them don't know what they want. They don't know how to achieve what they want. And that's it. At least you understand. Tough. Yeah, it, it's very there's important. Tough days too. There's days where I'm like, "What is? What is any of this for? What's the point of do? You know, what's the point of memorizing these lines so I can perform it over Zoom, over a webcam where you know it's not even gonna be a lot an actual live performance? Like, you know. So there's days that I question myself too. I'm like, "What the hell am I doing?" But at the end of the day, I know you know there's a there's an end goal and the struggle's worth it. So there are tough, there definitely are tough days, especially with quarantine, with COVID, because the industry is largely, you know, still not what it, it was before. And, and it can be tough. Some days can definitely be tough. So I don't, I didn't want to undersell that part too, but. It is tough. Yeah. And one of the things I always tell people is find a way to express, uh, you know, express that. Cause uh, you know, during this time is not a lot of gigs. Unfortunately, my age has been working hard to to find me opportunities, and I'm grateful for it. But find things to um, to express, you know, to let out that creative. You know, I started this podcast in in June because I was getting tired of just waking up every day waiting for the next thing to come. Yeah, and Great now, life, yeah, it's taking on a life of its own. It's doing way better than I ever thought. Now I'm doing YouTube, and and I, you know, I tell my agents about this stuff, and they're like, oh, yeah. "Good for you that you." you're taking matters into your own hands because we, we in the time, especially right now with a lot, a lot of actors who have agents, they bombard them. Where is the next audition? Uh, is there any leads on some work or, and it becomes an issue of now you're dependent on somebody to give you work instead of seeking that work out for yourself. And I'm not saying you have to buy every subscription to every casting website. Maybe. Um, speaking of which, do you know about, uh, have you used any casting websites or? Yeah. So before the, uh, before the agent, I was all backstage, but since I've signed on, I've 
join like three or four more new ones. So I got to get used to those and learn how those work now. But yeah, yeah, I've, I know like three or four that I'm on right now, aside from backstage. But yeah, that's how backstage is really the uh, the only thing that kept me like engaged with any sort of, you know, student film opportunities or anything like that up until, you know, a few days ago. So, yeah. Man, I think everybody from New York knows backstage if they're acting. Yeah, I, yeah. That's how I I got my start, and that's how I, I got to where I am because of backstage. Right. And I will say one of the benefits of having an agent is that you don't have to pay for a lot of these websites, sure, um, especially yeah. the the more, like, uh, we have Elecast. It's called, um, yeah. uh, what is what, it? Casting Cast Network? Networks. Yeah. I always get that in Central Cast. Ca- Central Cast is a back, uh, background cast website. But a lot of these other websites are, you know, get get pretty expensive. So you know, to have sure. somebody be able to pay for that, you know, oh, yeah, man, no. Uh, uh, but any any final words, any anything that you want to get off your chest? Where do people can find you? Yeah, you can find me on Instagram. I'm uh, yeah, I, I'm trying to post a little more on that. They tell me that that's that's the new wave. So. I'm mm-hmm. trying to get better with it. You know, I'm, I've never been a big social media guy, but here I am trying, you know, trying to put myself out there a little more. Um, but yeah, my, my handles at Paul Marizio. Um, let's see. I think that's about it. Just thanks for having me, brother. I appreciate it. This has been, it's been great. Great catching up with you, man. One of the biggest things that acting is that people fail to realize that you are a brand. You know, for me, my hair, the sunglasses is my yeah. brand. You know, I bring a certain energy to, to things and continue doing that because that's very important. Um, and, you know, for me, uh, I'm, I'm glad I was able to have you on the show two years since graduating that we finally get to talk. Um yeah. And, uh, you know, this is going to be up on a, on a podcast and YouTube as well. And anybody listening who want more acting advice, uh, definitely check out my YouTube channel, The Prince of Fresh Air, uh, where I post snippets of the podcast, but it's mostly acting centric. Um, and also you can find me on social media at Mr. No Days Off Percy. And you can support this podcast by going to anchor.fm slash The Prince of Fresh Air. Uh, you can send voice messages. Um, you can donate a thousand dollars, ten thousand dollars. I don't discriminate. Uh-huh. <laughs> and like I always say, a helping hand is a better hand. Thank you, Paul. Thank you, Percy. <laughs>